Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The secret word tonight is hand. H-A-N-D. Ham? Oh, that's me, huh? You bet your life. The National Broadcasting Company presents Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz show transcribed from Hollywood. Groucho meets our first contestants in just one minute. Henderson, Paulson, and me. We're the NBC Bandstand 3. We sing, and we play, and we keep things gay on NBC Bandstand every day. That's Henderson, Paulson, and me. Uh, me. The latest hit tunes. And old favorites, too. Games, gags, and guest stars to entertain you. Olsen sings the songs you love, we found. Henderson makes the big band sound. We're live. We're fun. The blues will run. From Henderson, Olsen, and me. Enjoy 90 wonderful minutes of music and fun with Skitch Henderson and the band of stars, Dorothy Olsen and me, Bert Parks, MC. Live on NBC Bandstand weekday mornings over most of these stations. From Henderson, Olsen, and me, we're the NBC Bandstand 3. From Henderson, Olsen, and me, we're the NBC Bandstand Here he is, the one, the only... Well, here I am again with a chance for each of our couples to win up to $10,000. And if any of them say the secret word, they'll win an extra $100. George, who's first? Roger, I'd like you to meet Angeline Papadakis and Joseph Interlegi. So both you in, please, and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to your Bet Your Life. Say the secret word, and you each take home an extra $50. It's a common word, something you see every day. Angelina Papadakis and Joseph Interlegi, yeah? Papadakis and Interlegi, it sounds like an intersection in Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I can just hear a young couple saying, I'll meet you at 3 o'clock in the morning at Papadakis and Interlegi. <laughs> and, 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 and be sure to bring your switchblade. <laughs> my, my name is Joseph Interlegi. I-N-T-E-R-L-I-G-G-I. I can -E -G -G spell it, too. Can you spell it? No, I'm sorry, I can't. Angela, why are you sorry that you can't spell it? You ought to be very happy about it. Angelina, you're taller than uh, Joe, so I'll start with you. I assume Papadakis is a Greek name, is that That's right? That's right. So I'll dispense with that question. Now, what part of Guatemala are you from? <laughs> I'm from Enid, Oklahoma. Are you married? Yes, I'm married. Oh, how did you meet Mr. Papadakis? Well, I met him at a Greek baptism. And my husband was, my future husband, was a godfather. So he, um, he was spending all his time with me from then on. Uh -huh. And my father-in-law wanted him back in San Pedro to tend to business. And not in Los Angeles, so he says, hurry up and marry her and get her over with. <laughs> so what business is your father-in-law in? Well, he has five liquor stores. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, who runs these stores? Oh, my husband. Well, would you have married him if he'd had five grocery stores? Well, I would have married him if he had five banks. <laughs> well, that I can understand. 
Angeline, what keeps you busy? Uh, do you work around the five liquor stores, or do you confine your activities to uh, housework? Well, I have a husband and three boys to take care of in my house. But in the evening, I, I go to university, too, and I take extension courses. You take care of three kids all day, and you still have strength enough to go to night school? What's no. the reason for the evening courses? Are you getting ready with a good sideline in case prohibition comes back? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to work for a, a BA and then a master's and eventually a PhD. Mm -hmm. Very impressive. What do you want to be, finally, ultimately? Ultimately? Eventually. A writer. A writer. Hmm? All the writers I know would rather be in the liquor business. <laughs> <laughs> now then, Mr. Interleggi. Uh, my name is no Mr. Interleggi, Mr. Gratchmar. My name is Joseph Interleggi. I-N-T-E-R-L-I-G-G-I. -I. You know, I'm getting so that I can spell it now, too. <laughs> well, let's find out some facts about you. Are you of Italian descent? My father and mother are. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, where were you born? Amman, Indian. Where? Amman, Indian. What is it like in Amman, Indian? I don't know, but because I was young. Well, is it anything like it is in Muncie, Indiana? Well, I don't care remember because I go away from uh, Amman, Indian to Cleveland, Ohio when I was uh, four years old. You went to Cleveland when you were four years That's old? That's right. Where'd you go, for the World Series? No, from Cleveland, Ohio, Daddy and Mama take me to Sicily. Oh. How long were you in Italy? Sixteen years. Oh. I'm from Sicily. Sicily. C-I. You spell Sicily. Well, C-I. So far, you're spelling Chicago. You're in Cincinnati. Energy, please. S-I-C... S-I-C... I-N-T-E-R-L-E-G-G-R. <laughs> Fifty into leggy, huh? Now, what did you do in Sicily, Joe? Did you have a job there? Yes, I have. What did you do? Well, when I was the age eight years old, when, when I can't say when Daddy take me to Sicily, I used to take my shoes off and socks and mix the clay on my, on my feet and uh, start to mix the clay. And the age 11 years old already, I was profession. To make 1,000 bricks every day. You made 1,000 bricks every day? That's right. And when I was at the age of 14 years old, I had a seven man under me. Were you working in a, were you working in a cemetery then? <laughs> I used to work in my farm. That's an old joke, Joe, but uh, that's a very grave situation having a seven man. This is on a very intellectual plane, this conversation, and I hate to change it for one who's thought of his money. But I know you want to get a crack at the big money, so we're going to play You Bet Your Life. And remember, Joe, your partner. Yes. She's a college girl, so before you answer, you discuss it with the lady over All right. All right, you selected facts about presidents. I'll ask you some questions. If you miss two in a row, you're out. If you get four in a row right, you win $1,000. What musical composition is traditionally played upon the entrance of the president? Talk it over. Talk it over. Hail the Chief. Hail to the Chief is right. That's one right. Now then, what president was originally a very successful mining engineer? Herbert Hoover. Herbert Hoover is right. That's two right. What president was nicknamed Old Hickory? Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson is right. Get the next one right, and you have a thousand dollars. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> That's not a very dignified attitude for a mother. <laughs> in, in what city was George Washington inaugurated? New York. New York City. There's no use fooling around with her. She knows all the answers. And you got four in a row, so you won $1,000. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you won $1,000. You can keep it and quit, or else you can come back later and at the back end of the show and try to double your money. You may even get a crack at 10000 And no matter what you decide to do, Thank thanks you. for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Out of it, that's In just a moment, our second couple will join Groucho to play You Bet Your Life. Thanks for your carefulness. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Bob Hope speaking for the National Safety Council, and I just want to say thanks for the memory of winters you have spent without an accident. Your eyes and mind are never blind for all your charisma, and we thank you so much. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you drive with extra care in the wintertime, take a bow and take a special tip from the National Safety Council. Poor visibility is a great winter driving hazard. Keep your lights, windshield wipers, blades, and defroster in good condition. Keep the icicles off your eyelashes and see your way through the winter safely. Thanks to your carefulness, you'll keep your winter free of traffic tragedy. And it pays you so much. Mitzi Lynn and Ralph Barry are waiting to talk to you now. So, Fortune please, and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to your Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide an extra $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Mitzi Lynn and Ralph Barry, is that right? Where are you from, Mitzi? Well, I was born in Trenton, New Jersey. And I lived part of my life in uh, Long Branch, New Jersey, which is a summer resort. Mm -hmm. Then came to California with my parents, and now I'm living in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, are you married? Yes, I am. How long have you been married? Eleven years. Eleven years? You don't look as though you've been married a day more than two years. Do you realize that? <laughs> you don't mean that. No, I don't. Occasionally, I tell little white lies up here. <laughs> well, you're a very young-looking woman, anyhow. What does your husband do? Well, during the week, he's a barber. But on the weekends, he plays drums. In the barbershop? No. He plays drums on weekends, huh? Yes. I guess on weekends, it's a relief to look at some skin that doesn't have hair on it. <laughs> Take your time. We have no place to go. In <laughs> Mr. Barry, there's something familiar about you. You're somebody I should know. Let's see. Barry, Barry. Let's see. Is it straw? No. Huckle? No. Goose? No. Raz? I'm Wild Redberry, the professional wrestler. Red Barry? I never heard of him. I know who you are, Red. I knew it all the time. I've never seen you wrestle, but I'd like to go to one of your rehearsals sometime. <laughs> Red, I'm going to ask you a straightforward question, and I expect a crooked answer. Now tell me, is wrestling really fixed? No. I knew I'd get the truth out of you. <laughs> now, Red, if you can throw these other wrestlers around like you throw the bull, you should be the greatest wrestler in the world. <laughs> Have you ever thought of that? I am the greatest wrestler in all the world. You are. On what basis do you make this modest claim? <laughs> Have you ever won anything of importance? I mean, yeah. in the ring. Groucho, for your information and edification, I was world's light heavyweight wrestling champion three times. I was light junior heavyweight champion of the world one time. 
I was champion of all Texas. <laughs> I was Central States heavyweight wrestling champion and Heart of America heavyweight wrestling champion. Is that sufficient evidence? How do you account for your success, Red? You don't seem to be particularly large and muscular. How can you beat all these gorillas? Uh, are you better at memorizing the script? <laughs> because of my brilliant intellect. Because I caused my opponents to proceed into stated bewilderment, genuine uncertainty, and disturbing sense of inferiority, and on the horns of dilemma, and I paralyzed, pulverized, terrorized, demoralized, eradicate, destroy, demolish, ostracize, and drive him to the sodden depths of despair and right to the mat. You just talk him to death, is that it? <laughs> had any mishaps in the ring? I mean, have you ever had any bad bruises? I have had my ribs broke, my collarbone, my shoulders, my hands are broke up, my teeth knocked off. Had enough... Wait a minute. You said <laughs> okay, Ducky, up in, the, up in the bird nest. You said the secret word, so you win $50. With the conversation you were making there, you were bound to say the secret word. And <laughs> every other word... Now, tell us what happened to you. What have you uh, broken in the ring? I've had my ribs broke, my collarbone, my shoulders. My hands are broken up, my teeth knocked off. I've had enough stitches in this eye here to make Grandma quilt. And I had my neck broke and my back broken. Well, Red, now I remember where I've seen you. You were hanging up in a meat market. <laughs> now, how can you have bro all these bro broken bones and still say that you're in good physical shape? Why? Because medical authorities tell me at Mayo Clinic and Research Kansas City, where I go through every year, that I am a specimen of physical perfection. Yes. And I'm just like a 16-year-old boy. I have the proclivity and the endurance, the stamina, an orderly mind, target-sharp brain, and split-second accuracy, and all the attributes that it takes to be in physical condition. This is what the doctor told oh, you yes, at Mayo? He, he told me that. He said, you have it, boy. And how soon after that did they take the doctor away? <laughs> Well, you know, I'm astonished that a man of, of action uh, can be so articulate. How do you account for this uh, streak of Demosthenes here? Due to the fact, uh, Groucho, the cause of so much misunderstanding in this old world is the fact that people are not able to express themselves adequately, accurately, and convincingly, and expressively. So I've uh, made it a habit and took plenty of time out so that people can understand just exactly what I have to say, so that even the most stupid dolt among them may understand what I have to say. So why are you looking at me that way? <laughs> Red, I would never suspect that you had such a sensitive nature. Do you have any examples of your tender side that yes. you care to give us? Gotcha. I'm glad you said that. Well, because no one will ever know when that little black drop will fall from an angel's trembling pen and stain that final unfinished paragraph in the book of life. So if with pleasure you are viewing any work a man is doing, if you like him or you love him, let him know it. Do not withhold your approbation. Until that pastor makes oration, and he lies with snow-white lilies o'er his brow. For it makes no difference how loud you shout it. He'll never care about it, or he'll never know how many teardrops that you shed. So if you feel there's some praise to him, now's the time to shoot it to him, because he cannot read his tombstone when he's dead. If you don't get the Pulitzer Award for poetry this year, there's something screwy going on at Columbia University. Brad, that was simply beautiful. There isn't a dry eye in the house. 
In fact, I'm afraid to look. I wouldn't be surprised if nobody's left in the house. <laughs> Hello out there! Well, this has been a most enlightening evening. One of the most enlightening evenings I've spent in years. I'm still in the dark, but it sure has been enlightening. Now, let's play You Bet Your Life. Will you throw Mr. Fenneman over your shoulder? <laughs> no, he wouldn't. I'm glad. All right, now, you selected folk tones and old-time favorites. The orchestra will play the tune. You tell me the name of it. If you miss two in a row, you're out. If you get four in a row right, you win $1,000. Tell me this name uh, of this old favorite. Play, Jack. I think... Dance with me, Henry? I'd be glad of but my name is Groucho. No, no, it's uh, wait for the wagon. Oh. You have one wrong now. Don't get the next one wrong or the game is over. No, I know you've heard this. Uh, what is it, Jack? Tending on the old campground. I'm the attending tonight on the old campground. You now have one right again. You know what can happen if he goes out of here broke? He's liable to throw you over her shoulder. You? Not me. No, I'm sitting down. Huh? All right, what is the name of this old song? Play it, Jack. Oh, where has my little dog gone? I don't know, but that's the right answer. You have two right now. Now, what is this one? Hit it, Jack. Good morning. Bear went over the mountain. That's a dirty trick, giving him a, a song with two names. I've never heard it called Bear Went Over the Mountain. I've always heard we won't go home until morning. Bear Went Over the Mountain, indeed. <laughs> Tell me the name of this old favorite, Professor. Kentucky now, I'm sorry. That's where the bear went over the mountain. <laughs> I think you got four in a row, so you win $1,000. You won $1,000. Oh, oh, oh. Give her a big kiss. Oh. Wait a minute. Now, just a moment. You won $1,000. You can keep it and quit a bear went over the mountain. <laughs> or you can come back at the, end, at the end of the show and try to double your money. You may even get a crack of $10,000. So go over there and sit down on his lap. And think about it. And no matter what you decide to do, thanks for being on the show. We'll find out if any of our contestants will try for $10,000 in just a moment. In Robin Hood's day, that was the sound that used to get the news around. Yes, the men of Sherwood Forest used to shoot message-bearing arrows from relay point to relay point until everybody got the news. Well, a message can travel fairly rapidly for a short distance via bow and arrow, but the system wouldn't work very well for news that had to travel many miles to its destination. Keeping up with events is even more important for us today than it was for Robin Hood's men, harassed as they were by the sheriff. And fortunately, we have the fastest means of communication ever devised. We have radio. And NBC Radio, with news on the hour, keeps us posted on worldwide events wherever they happen, 
as soon as they happen. In our day and age, this is the sound that really gets the news around. This is Leon Pearson inviting you to keep up with the news on the hour all day, every day, over most of these NBC stations. Agracho, uh, Mitzi Lynn, and Wild Red Barry have decided to keep their winnings, but our first couple wants to tell us their decision, so here they are, Mrs. Papadakis and Joseph Interlegi. Would you come in, please? Interlegi. Hey, you're right. No, Interlegi. Interlegi. I-N-T-E-R-L-I-G-G-I. All right. Now you want $1,000. If you decide to try for the 10 and you fail, you wind up with a total of 500 What are you going to do? You can quit. Well, you can go ahead. I'd like to continue. You want to continue? What about you, Joe? We'll continue. All right. Now get together and you pick a number from 1 to 10 and then spin the wheel. If any number besides the one you pick comes up, this question is worth $2,000. Mm-hmm. However, if your number comes up, this question is worth 10000 What number do you want? Five. Is that all right with you, five? Well, I like eight. Well, take 13. <laughs> we'll give you eight. No. You want eight? Eight. Eight, all right. Eight. All right. Give it Five. a time. Your number was eight, and it came up four, so this question is worth $2,000. You ready? During World War II, a family of five brothers, all saving on the same destroyer, were lost when their ship went down in a battle in the Pacific. For $2,000, what was the family name of these five celebrated Navy heroes? Delaghi, what is the uh, answer? Geez, I don't know, Mr. Ruffin. What's the answer? I saw the movie, too. Well? I don't know. It's the Sullivan. Sullivan, boys. That's right. I'm sorry, sorry you missed it, but you wind up with a total of 500. That isn't too bad. Congratulations, and thanks for being with us. You Bet Your Life is transcribed in Hollywood. Produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jack Meekin. This is George Fenneman reminding you to tune in again next week, same time, same station, to hear the one, the only, Groucho. For the housewife, the wage earner, investors big and small, commentary of vital interest on pocketbook news tonight on most of these NBC stations.